everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats Podcast. I'm your host, Camille. This week, I am reviewing the newest Hallmark movie from Hallmark Channel titled Journey of My Heart, starring Rhiannon Fish and Darian Martin. I saw there were a lot of mixed feelings about this movie, but I loved it. The chemistry between Rhiannon and Darian were, was on point. I love the physical comedy. I think that was my favorite part. The scenery was dropped in gorgeous. And last but certainly not least, the indigenous representation cannot be understated. The official synopsis for this movie, a young wildlife biologist travels to a remote Alaskan nesting area of bald eagles where she receives inspirational guidance from a Native American family and help from a mysterious wilderness guide. So let's talk about the movie. Rhiannon plays Abby Morgan, who works for North Star Industries, a wildlife journal slash publication. This is the 50th anniversary of the Eagle Census that was conducted by Alice Hughes. Her findings of the dwindling number of eagles in Eagles Canyon led to putting eagles on the endangered list. Due to conservation efforts, eagles have now been delisted. Yay! Abby's boss gave her the assignment of following Alice Hughes' footsteps and updating the census offline, like in person, which, as we find out, is way out of Abby's forte. Abby met Alice near Seattle, where they talked about going to Eagles Canyon, how Alice did her report, what she found, etc. Abby also told her about the assignment of updating the Eagle census Alice started, but there are some conditions presented. You can't tell, tell the locations of the eagles. It is to protect the lands from tourists. Chasing waterfalls, anybody? No publishing of the report without Alice's written approval. Also, Alice offered to hook up Abby with a guide when she gets to Alaska, which she refused at first. So Abby heads to Alaska and goes to Lakeside Lodge, owned by a couple, Nico and Ellen Rivers. When she gets there, she is greeted by classical music being played on a piano by this tall specimen of a man. He introduces himself as Eric, a hater of bird watchers and a guide, nature guide. Ellen has gone on a fishing trip but left Abby a note saying where her cabin was. The following day, Abby meets Ellen and her husband Nico, played by Grace Dove and Paul Grenier. We also find out not only is Eric a classically trained pianist, a guide, and a hater of bird watchers, he also is Alice's grandson. He's the guide Alice mentioned she knew and was recommending for Abby. Eric agreed to be Abby's guide and take her to Eagle Canyon at Crest, which is where my confusion starts. First, they will have to get their gear, head out with Ellen and Nico to meet Ellen's dad, Jocko, which also was the Native American guide that helped out Abby 50 years ago, spend the night there, then head on over to find the eagles. So this is where the movie gets good. As I said in my intro, my favorite part of this movie was the physical comedy. Brianna definitely has an act for it. Chabby rolling when Daria put the backpack on her and she fell backwards from the weight of the bag. If you haven't seen my previous interview with Rhiannon, I suggest watching it. Rhiannon is just hilarious. She has a talent for quirkiness and joy, which is something that she brought on Abby. 
Abby, like many of us in new situations, kept saying, yes, I've been canoeing all my life, etc. I think that's just a way to shield herself, to make herself look less of a ditz. I never looked at it as her being a know-it-all. Also, no one bought that she knew what she was doing. Let's just say Abby has a very bad poker phrase. So our adventurers head on out to Splitting Rock, where we meet Jocko. On the way there, they spot some eagles flying overhead. Abby tells the crew of her recurring dream of eagles flying overhead, just flying. Alan shares that in her Native American culture, eagles are looked at as messages from the creator. Jaffa is played by Ray Thunderchot, an elder from the Plains Cree tribe in Saskatchewan. Is it just me? But I swear he exuded calmness in this movie and wisdom. When he talked, it was with a whisper, yet it carried knowledge. Abbott opened up to him about her recurring dream of the eagles. Jocko pulled her to the side and shared the significance of eagles and their feathers, how they show strength, and it is a messenger. Very powerful. He also gifted her a necklace with a charm that was embedded with an eagle feather. So it was a beautiful moment. So Abby and Eric go off on their own to Eagle's Quest slash Canyon slash Hidden Canyon. Now this is where I am confused. They call their location three different names, and I have no clue which one is the right name. Are they three different locations? Are they three different names for the same location? If so, who screwed up? Like, I was so confused. I noticed the Hidden Canyon was different from Eagle Crest slash Canyon, only because no one else knows that location about Alice, which leaves me wondering, how did she get there by herself? Like, did she stumble upon it by secret? I know Jocko didn't take her, or if he did, that was mean of him to keep the location secret from Eric and Abby when they were there in the cabin. We know that there was another ranger that went with them, Ranger George, but if the ranger took Alice with him to Kindred Canyon, why didn't Jocko tag along? Like, someone clarify this for me. On the way to see the Eagles, we learn a little more about the classically trained pianist, Mountain Man, grandson of the Queen of Eagle Watchers from 50 years ago. Eric. He is not all that I just described. He's not all that I just described. Plus, good looking and tall and can fish. He is also an English teacher, a poet, and went to Juilliard who has daddy issues. Like, what can this man not do? Oh yeah, he's also a bear whisperer. This bear encounter thing. Okay, so does every nature movie have to have bears? Hallmark is keeping the bear trainers of Canada employed at this point. Well, when Abby and Eric got back to the campsite from seeing eagles, a bear greets them. They make big noise, look intimidating, and scare off the bear. In the midst of all this, Abby has the wherewithal to take a focused, non-blurry, almost perfect picture of the bear. Don't ask me how that was accomplished. Hallmark almost always has a character that takes the perfect photo in the craziest setting. Okay, so remember when I mentioned Chasing Waterfalls earlier in the podcast? So this is where the true parallel between the two movies begins. So Abby has this fancy camera that probably costs thousands of dollars with a geotagging feature. Sound familiar? And sends the picture of the bear to her friend at North Star Industries. 
Guess what this friend does? Sends the pig to her bear tracker buddy, who goes and fast tracks the pig onto his blog, coordinates and all. Notice the pattern? Before Eric and Abby head back to civilization, they have one more night in the woods alone together, with no one around. Eric dances with her, no music, and they kiss. They have the first uninterrupted kiss. No bears, no storm raging, no phone ringing, nothing. Just a good kiss. Now, I don't think there was any hanky-panky going on in their tents, because the tents were small. But they were roomy enough for Abby to be able to change outfits, I think a total of three times out there. So, you never know. When they get back to Lakeside Lodge, Nick Hogan's them asking how their trip was, and they found the eagles, also dropping the fact that he knew about the bears. That's when Abby finds out her friend shared a pic with a bear tracker guy. Yeah, chasing calls, remember? So I bet you can guess what happens next. Guy storms off that. The phone call ensues between friend and boss and bear tracker guy. It's pretty much cut and paste. Now, normally I don't like cut and paste, but this is slightly different than chasing waterfalls. CW hat was deceptive and sneaky. This one was an honest mistake from Abby's part for not turning off the geotaggy and the best friend for sharing the pic. So Alice uses a huge fan of this bear tracker blog. She reads it daily, early morning. And it's bad that Abby shared the coordinates of the Eagles Canyon slash caress slash hidden canyon or whatever. Note, condition number one. Now, she won't allow Abby to publicize her Eagles census report. So instead, Abby won't do a census on the Eagles, but the journey that she took, the lessons she's learned in a way. That it's okay to stray off the beaten road, to try new things, not be scared. Alice read this blog and was impressed enough to fly to Alaska and give her blessing in person to Abby to publish the new census. Oh, and we met Ranger George, who I guess led her to Hidden Canyon, but I don't know. Oh, and Eric is there too, and is now okay with Abby and says I love you. I love you after what, a week? at most, and after flaking out on her. But, you know, Hallmark. I give this movie three and a half stars. I love this movie. The scenery was beautiful. The eagles were nice. Rhiannon was hilarious. And the indigenous representation was chef's kiss. I love the comedy. I was laughing like crazy. Darian is hot. We definitely need to see him as a lead more often. Let's just say... Let me get lost in the woods with him for a couple of days, okay? <laughs> there are some negative points. I was confused, really, with where they were going. Is it Eagles Cross, Eagles Canyon, or Hidden Canyon? I just wish they stuck with one name. The copy and paste. But hold up, listen to me first. I am well aware Hallmark does a lot of copy and paste, which is why I find it funny with other podcasters or Hallmark fans complain that it's too much like chasing waterfalls or is certain a nature-themed Hallmark movie here. And the ending of this was a little copy and paste of CW. But the difference with this one was it was an honest mistake, not a malicious, sneaky, underhand thing. I mean... 
I was ready to quit my job if I was Cindy's character in Chasing Waterfalls. I was ready to throw my phone at the wall or something. And Bear Tracker did take down the pixel coordinates. So that was the saving grace. Well, that's my review of Journey of My Heart. I definitely went on a journey with this movie. I hope I took you on one as well. It was as good a guide for y'all as Eric was. This is the end of Summer Nights. This Saturday, we start with Fall Harvest movies. Right now on my YouTube channel, I am joined by Dara from Dear Hallmark Podcast as we discuss all 12 movies for Fall Harvest. Dixon Hallmark Channel and Dixon Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Now, don't get mad at me that the preview is almost two hours long. Again, reminder, it is 12 movies. That's about nine minutes per movie, which is pretty good in my opinion. I still don't know what I will be doing during Fall Harvest. I think it will change week by week, so I will just announce confirmed interviews and what I will be doing for the first weekend of Fall Harvest. On September 9th, this Thursday, interview with Rhiannon Fish, a Lucy guest, star and director of Journey of My Heart. That was a fun interview. Rhiannon is back. This one was joined with uh, Lucy, and it was such a great talk with them. Got to talk about Lucy's journey to being a director. Um, how well they work together. It also talked about Darian. <laughs> September 13th, um, it will be a double podcast. Well, it won't be a double podcast. More like I'll be talking about the two movies that comes out this weekend in one podcast. Double feature podcast. <laughs> I will be reviewing Roadhouse Romance starring Lauren Elena and... Tyler Hines, as well as Redemption in Cherry Hills, starring Rochelle Ates, Keith Robinson, and Frankie Faison. I will be reviewing both in one podcast. Redemption has piqued my interest. I might want to review it. September 16th, interview with Paul Grenier and Ray Thunderchild, co-stars from Journey of the Heart. Paul played Nico, and Ray played Jocko. This one, y'all, might need tissues. I definitely had to hold back tears. There are some triggers for this interview, though. We will be talking about foster care and residential schools. On September 23rd, an interview with Adia Zaidi. God, I hope I pray. God, I said his name right. Co-star of Roadhouse Romance. He also started Wedding March 6th. He was really the only part of the movie that I liked. So I'm excited about this interview. Okay, so I'll see you guys next week. Bye.